1: Hello, hello, and welcome to Food Network Obsessed. This is a podcast where we dish on all things food with your favorite chefs, food influencers, and Food Network stars. I'm your host, Jamie Sire, and today we have a wildly popular YouTube star on the podcast to talk about creepy cookies and how many hours one video actually takes. She is an actress, author, and host of Nerdy Nummies, and now co-host of Halloween Cookie Challenge. It's Rosanna Pansino. Ro, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? (laughs) Really good. I've had two cups
2: of coffee this morning (laughs) and I've been up for hours. So I'm, I feel really good. I feel very productive already.
1: All right. You're ready to go. By the way, I hope it's okay. I just like called you Ro. I feel like I know you from your videos. I'm sure you, you get that a lot that people kind of feel like they know you over the last 10 years. Yeah, no, no, that's perfect.
2: Everyone calls me Ro. Even my mom calls me Ro. Growing (laughs) up, it was Rosanna. And then by middle school, it was Rosie. And then in high school, my sister started calling me Rose. And then in college, Ro. And I'm joking, like, you have to stop abbreviating my name because there's nothing left. We just have an R and an O. Like it, if you shorten it anymore, it's just going to be er. It's just going to be an R. So,
1: All right. Well, hopefully we'll, we'll stick with Ro and, and no more abbreviations going forward. This is my boundary
2: that I'm putting my foot, my feet in the sand. All right.
1: <laughs> fair, fair. Well, you posted your first video to YouTube over 10 years ago, and you now have the most popular cooking series on the platform with Nerdy Nummies. What or who inspired you to start initially? Oh, God, that's a fun question.
2: It's fun to think back. I was working more in traditional entertainment. And I had a bunch of friends who had started creating content on YouTube, mm-hmm. and they encouraged me to start doing the same. They just thought it would be a really good creative outlet and help me get more comfortable in front of the camera. And I think it did all that. And then it just kind of accidentally <laughs> grew into much more. This amazing community started to form and then very grassroots like it became a business. It wasn't what I intended, but I just feel really blessed. I'm really grateful. It's been amazing.
1: Yeah. A a business, an empire, you you might call it at this point. (laughs) Take me back to the, I mean, what was the story behind the name? Nerdy
2: Nummies? Well, Mm -hmm. for a while I was just uploading these like tutorial, geeky baking videos, and it didn't have a name for a while. And then it really did become kind of like a web series. And my community was like, we've got to name this. I love (laughs) alliteration. So I came up with all these names like geeky goodies or nerdy nummies. And I just really liked nerdy because... That's what I was called growing up. I didn't call myself that, but that's what (laughs) other people called me, like dorky or nerdy. So I decided to embrace that name and all the things that were considered nerdy when I was growing up. It's really changed over the years, Mm -hmm. like comic books or, you know, anime, those things that were more geek culture have become more mainstream. There's so many like superhero movies now. And so it's really cool to see things that were considered nerdy growing up become beloved by many. I think that's kind of the origin of the name and yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, what, what sort of nerdy things were you into growing up aside from, you know, anime and, and video games? Well, a lot of them was video games. Okay. <laughs> My uncle worked at Microsoft. I grew up in Seattle, which is a big tech town. You know,
2: mm-hmm. we have Microsoft, Nintendo headquarters are there. My dad worked in aerospace. We have a lot of engineers in the family. Mm-hmm. So just nerdy, nerdy, nerdy stuff. I love math. I love the sciences. My sister collects Pokemon cards. She did then and still does today. And we played a lot of video games together. So we would play everything that came out on N64, and i guess you know playing a lot of video games and being kind of a computer nerd is uh, w- yeah is considered nerdy so <laughs>
1: i guess so but but yes i love that you are embracing it and like you said kind of flipping everything on its head a little bit as we get into the the more current times you know you mentioned math and science and i guess that kind of goes hand in hand with baking which obviously requires a lot of those skills as well when did your love of baking begin
2: very early on, my family didn't have a lot of money growing up, so my parents really encouraged my sister and I to participate in what we called functional hobbies or contributing hobbies that would contribute to the family. So okay. we could garden or sew or cook or bake because you could be creative in those spaces, but it was also like helping the family. And mm-hmm. I have a huge suite too, so I always wanted to bake because <laughs> it was pretty expensive buying flour, and sugar. And so then I'd get to be creative and have fun and decorate, but also I'm making like dessert for the family after dinner. So it was my creative outlet. And it's kind of how in our family, because we didn't have a lot of money, it was one of the ways we communicated and showed love for each other, like on birthdays or a special events, you know, I would bake for someone, you know, I'd make them a Mm -hmm. cake or some cookies, or even if my girlfriends had like a bad breakup with a boyfriend, (laughs) I'd, you know, make some really delicious brownies, you know, or something like that. So it was, yeah, it it was a functional hobby that has just been a part of my life since a really young age.
1: So when you decided to start this YouTube series, did you know it was going to be baking related or were you kind of tossing around different ideas?
2: I had no idea what I was doing when I first started uploading videos. My first video I uploaded was actually just a vlog. I was vlogging in Seattle with my sister. We were volunteering for Earth Day, I think with her company, and she used to work at Boeing and we were doing this river cleanup where we would be in kayaks and we were taking trash out of the Duwamish River. Um, And I thought, let's vlog it. (laughs) But it turns out some of the things that I loved to vlog are considered a little Bit boring. Like I went to an aerospace museum and I was like, look, everybody, this is like the history of aviation. And you know, it has no views. But <laughs> but because I started vlogging and kind of messing around, we were hosting an E3 party for a bunch of our gamer friends who were coming into town to go to that convention at our house. And I thought, let's make a video game cake and cupcakes to go at the barbecue. And So I filmed it. I was like, we're going to make a Mario star cake and these one up mushroom cupcakes. And that was the very first nerdy nummies, not knowing it was nerdy nummies. And that was the first time that the online community was like, there is no geeky baking show that exists like online or on television. Please keep doing this. And I was like, oh, okay. So what do you guys want to see next week? And then the community would tell me, and then I would try to do that. And that's kind of where it grew and gained momentum was just trying and filming different things that I enjoyed.
1: And this one kind of stuck. <laughs> I mean, you talk about some of those videos, obviously, that you know, had no views or obviously didn't resonate as well as, you know, some of the baking videos. How hard was it to stay motivated and, and just like keep going, you know, even if you weren't getting, I guess, the traction that you were hoping for?
2: That part's not hard for me because I don't really care about (laughs) views. I never have and I never will. But I think what was interesting is Mike even pokes fun of me, my boyfriend and manager and partner. And the things that I love, like things like aviation and math and science, there is an audience for everything. Mm -hmm. And some things are more mainstream than others. And what I've learned from growing up is things that were more niche and nerdy have become more mainstream. Mm-hmm. So I think just creating stuff you love mm-hmm. and still being open to feedback, how to improve are the most important things. And then eventually I think a community will grow and numbers will follow. It, sh- it just takes a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you just got to tinker. <laughs> Is it true you've never missed posting a single week since you started?
2: No, I have never missed an upload That's we crazy. when I've had a temperature of 103. We have filmed <laughs> on the best days on the worst days. And I just wanted to stay committed to my audience. Like every week, a new video is coming out for me and create that consistency, that schedule and not break that. And it's just been really awesome. Why is that so important to you? I don't know why. (laughs) I think that's partly who I am as a person, Mm -hmm. like as a friend, as a girlfriend, as a sister, I'm just kind of steadfast and there. Um, (laughs) So I I think that's also what I would be for a community, like an audience watching me. Like I'm going to be there.
1: I think that that's a good quality to have for sure. (laughs) How long does it take to produce just one video?
2: Oh, it depends what kind of video, if it's a vlog versus a food video, a lot more time goes into it than people realize. I think a lot of people who watch even movies or television shows, I don't think that they realize how many hours and how many people it takes to make those. I mean, there's some movies out there. It takes six years, 10 years. To make. It's like 10 years in the making a movie, mm-hmm. you know, and same with television. It takes a huge team to pull off these shows. And when I think people are watching shorter form content online, they may not realize that huge amount of work and hours and people even go into making short form content. So it, it's really interesting. So for a food video, for food producing, because baking or cooking for camera is very different than just baking at home. Mm-hmm. It, it's very, very different to show it in the steps. So something that would normally take me an hour sometimes can take eight hours to film. Mm-hmm. Now we've got it down to a science because we've been doing it for so many years and I've been learning and ever learning and adapting. But it's gosh, I think I was baking about 70 hours a week for food videos. We do like a creative meeting. I come up with a lot of the creative recipe and decorating what I'm kind of feeling I want it to look like and taste like. And then we shop and then we do test baking. The test baking used to take me and prepping for camera about 70 hours a week. And that is a full-time job on food shows. Like if yeah. you watch Rachel Ray or you watch Martha Stewart growing up, they have like professional chefs, multiple professional chefs, I was say multiple, prepping yeah. <laughs> everything in stages to do it for camera to save production time. Cause we're not going to sit around and actually wait for a turkey to bake in the oven for a Thanksgiving episode, right? That would be hours and hours. In, right. So <laughs> it's the same for short form content with baking. It's the same thing for food. It takes way more hours than people would expect. I'd say total maybe 90 hours because then there's 70 hours of prepping and baking in stages and it's a full-time job plus some and then the actual film day which takes anywhere between an hour to four hours depending on how difficult or how many recipes and then for editing it's... (laughs) It's, yeah, it's a lot. And I used to do it all myself. And now we have a small team that I work with. I have a full-time food producer who I work with and an editor. So I'm able to do fun stuff like this, like come on a <laughs> podcast or, you know, um, cause otherwise I would be baking all the day, all night. Time. Well, we yeah.
1: appreciate it. Please tell your team. Thank you. Uh, I will. <laughs> what, what is something else that, you know, most people watching at home would not realize is going on behind the scenes? Oh, wow. Everything. (laughs) I think when I was growing up and I was watching
2: TV and movies, kind of like we were talking about, I didn't realize how many people and how many hours go into making a movie, making a television show, Mm -hmm. making a baking tutorial. And now that I create content myself, I understand how much work it is. And I have so much respect and I just find it so fascinating and amazing when I get to go work on TV shows because I'm used to doing it all myself. And it's just so nice to walk onto a set where there's a bigger team. (laughs) It's incredible. It's just, I love it. I love it. I want more of it. (laughs) It's so good.
1: Uh, Well, speaking of set, I saw that you are building a new kitchen film studio, basically in your backyard. What has that process been like? It's been a long process. (laughs) This has
2: been a 10-year dream of mine. I've always dreamed of having my own kitchen film studio. And we've been filming all the videos in my own home, in my own kitchen, which I have loved. But we finally hit a point where my mom lives with us. My boyfriend lives with us. My boyfriend's mom lives with us. And right now my sister's whole family is living with us as well because their house is under full construction (laughs) with my little nephews and her husband. And it is a packed, it's a zoo over here. And so I really... I'm looking forward to having my own space to cook and bake and create content. it, oh God, because my mom loves to cook and bake. Mike's mom loves to cook and bake. So I feel like we're, I'm always in the way in my own home. <laughs> because anytime I want to like do beautiful food pictures, you know, for like recipes for a cookbook, or I want to film, you know, I we always have to schedule around and they have to like stay out of the kitchen during those hours. So basically too many cooks in the kitchen. And <laughs> and I cannot wait to have my own. Kitchen. I just feel like it's just a dream come true. I've been wanting to do this for over ten years. I mean, the truth. Oh, here's the truth too. Mike and I sat down and in one calendar year, we did the math and calculated how many hours it took us to set up film equipment and take down film equipment. It's almost a month. Oh my! Out God. of one calendar year, that is four weeks. That's so much time. That's the older I'm getting. I'm like that is for vacations. Precious, that's, precious that's, time <laughs> that like I could be hanging out with friends and family like I'm spending that much time setting up and taking down equipment. That's crazy. <laughs> so I'm just so excited to have a permanent camera film setup. I walk into the space, flip a switch, we're ready to go. I mean, we're going all out. We are we got all the permits took 11 months to approve, but they're finally approved, we're ready to go and we're going to do permanent grid lighting. We're going to wow. do my built-in stovetops to the islands. Those are my favorite. And we're getting all new equipment. Whew, which is a mini heart attack because it's expensive, <laughs> but it's going to have all the specs for television, the correct resolution, frame
1: rate, file type. I'm so excited. I am. You, you oh. got the, the, nerdy, the nerdy side of you is coming out when you talk about all of the equipment that you're going to be buying. No, I, I'm on the same page. I, I love that. What were some of your other must haves in the space aside from, you know, the grid lighting and the new equipment? Like, what are some of those kitchen details that you absolutely have to have? Oh, I wanted a big sink because <laughs> I actually do
2: dishes and I help out all the time with cleanup. I don't like after a shoot. I'm like, okay, bye guys, see you later. You know, <laughs> no, I stay and I clean up with my team. You know, and my part of my team is my family, like my mom. I'm not gonna like, okay, bye mom, <laughs> bye mom, <laughs> have,
1: dishes. have no. fun with the dishes.
2: <laughs> yeah, we turn on music and we we make it fun. We make even cleanup fun kind of whistle-while-you-work approach, but I needed a big sink. I wanted a big island with uh, stovetops built in because, again, working, like, again... Baking or cooking for television or for camera is different than just baking at home. Mm -hmm. At home, you can have your stove on the wall, but when you're doing it for camera, it's really awkward when you're talking and then you (laughs) just turn around, turn your back to camera and then you're baking on a stove because and and you're also blocking the shot like you're blocking, you know, if you're making pasta on the stove or if you're stir frying, or if you're, you know, whipping together a, a frosting, a Swiss buttercream icing on a double broiler, like you're blocking the shot. So it's much better for camera. And you'll see that on like Rachel Ray's old show for years, her Mm -hmm. stovetops in the island. So that was a must just because then I'm not, here's my back, everyone. Here, look what I'm doing. And then the cameraman's like, oh, okay, I'm trying to work around you and chase you. And
1: No, just it makes silly. everybody's job easier, for sure. Uh, yeah, definitely. That way. No, i very, very excited to see it all come together. I know you're also very big on organization. How do you keep your pantry and kitchen in tip-top shape? Oh, I do like a little zhuzh every week.
2: <laughs> I call it the restock zhuzh, and it's just once a week, and it's so easy. The zhuzh is easy. I think the hardest part about getting organized in every room of your house is coming up with that initial system, Mm -hmm. like that initial plan. But then after you've got the plan, everything has a home, you know where it goes. And then every week when you're restocking or something, it's just a zhuzh. It's just a little pickup. But I think it's definitely worth the time investing that time to, you know, organize a pantry or your fridge or any part of your house. Because when you're busy, especially as busy as I am, um, time is just scarce. Mm -hmm. So, if I can see exactly what I need and I know exactly where it is, I save time. You know, I'm not spending 10 minutes looking for that one thing of icing or the coloring I had somewhere. It's all right there. And it also saves money in the long run because you can see what you have in stock. Mm -hmm. Like I can see that I'm out of food coloring or I'm out of where if it's all messy, you might double buy something, triple buy something that's happened to me before, or, you know, you have like 10 of them, you didn't realize they're tucked (laughs) back behind the whatever. So I made this home organizational line with iDesign. It's, it's on Amazon. It's available on Amazon. And I have used these bins in every part of my house. They are in my pantry, they're in my fridge, they're underneath my sinks, office, garage, And it's just made my life so much easier. It's kind of silly to think that bins (laughs) and labeling things can save so much time, but it can.
1: I need to take a peek at some of those bins probably and get, I need a re probably most of my room. So I'll have to take a look at that. Yes.
2: (laughs) I'm telling you the zhuzhing and the restocking is the easy part. If you just (laughs) take that time to make a system one day to just make that system, you're, you're good. You're,
1: good to go. You're good. The zhuzh. I like that. Who are some of your favorite chefs that you've had the opportunity to meet and work with throughout your career and the show? (gasps)
2: Always makes me so happy. Oh my goodness. Okay. So uh, in the first season, I got to work with Jet Tila and him and I, Chef Jet and I just got along right away. I was like, they really know what they're doing with casting. I didn't know how they knew (laughs) that we would just like click so well. And then we just started hanging out. Like offline, not filming. And we started going on double dates with him and his wife Allie. Uh, and we started all my holiday parties. They come over and hang out. And we've just been having a blast. We've also oh my gosh, we just filmed a YouTube video too. I just saw that. Uh, yeah. That just came out. Yeah. We're we and we filmed like some fun shorts together. And I've just been having a blast. And then the new season, I met Duff and Even more fun. Uh, We got to go hang out at his house and do like a pool day with the fam. And there is a new video coming out, I believe, next week on my channel. It's Def and I. We're having fun. So again, I don't understand how casting knows how to do this, but (laughs) we just had a blast. And Def's been one of my just like baking heroes for a long time. I loved Ace of Cakes and watching that show and He actually just, he probably doesn't remember this, but many years ago, someone online, it was a troll, like on Twitter or something was saying something mean about me and Duff just came out swinging. (laughs) Uh, He, and we hadn't even met yet. I didn't expect him to do something so nice. And he was like, no, she's awesome. And, and it was just so sweet. And that really stuck with me. And I've just loved him ever since it was so sweet.
1: Coming up next, Rosanna gives us the scoop on this season of Halloween Cookie Challenge and later reveals her favorite Halloween costumes. So stick around.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on
1: LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. Halloween cookie challenge just seems like, you know, the perfect show for you in general to to co-host, to judge. And we've got the finale coming up on Monday. Can you kind of just describe your experience on the show this season? It was a blast.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love Halloween and I love cookies. I like (laughs) Halloween and I like treats. So you're taking two (laughs) things that I love and that's my job. So I had a great time. I think one of the hardest things for me is judging when the bakers are so talented and it's Mm -hmm. such a close call. That is something that I hope never gets easy because you want bakers who are so talented that they're neck and neck. You want bakers who were there where it's sometimes I feel like in judging Duff and I were having to split hairs. Mm. It was so close. So that was something that was tricky for me. But overall, I love the set. I love the Halloween decor. I love seeing all the creativity. I love the recipes they came up with. Some of those cookie flavors and flavor combinations were so delicious. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I'm just (laughs) drooling thinking about them. If you just watch me in the judging eating a cookie, you just see pure joy on my face. And sometimes I literally have an outer body experience like I'm checking out. I am gone. I'm I'm checked out. I, I'm experiencing all the flavors.
1: How much do you eat on set? Way too much. <laughs> Like you're not just taking a little bite. You're like eating the whole thing, right? (laughs)
2: That is something that I learned. So, you know, Jet and Duff, they've been on so many competition food shows. They're real pros. And I'm newer to judging competition baking shows. And what I learned from them is, you know, they take a decent bite size. It's a good, you know, smaller to decent size. And I devour these things (laughs) and I learned very quickly why you don't do that because then when you're to the fourth contestant, I've eaten how many cookies and I'm like full and I can barely like think straight. I'm on a sugar high. And so I've learned a few tricks from them (laughs) about how to kind of pace myself a little better.
1: All right. But once you've tasted everything and, you know, the judging is done, do you go back for seconds on anything? I have. I have.
2: <laughs> I definitely have. I've also eaten an entire cookie when I was only supposed to take a few bites. I've I feel like I just do what I want to do. <laughs>
1: I mean that's why people love you, right?
2: And and it's and you know what? Yeah, I may never learn. I'm trying to improve, but sometimes it's so hard to put down the cookie. Even in the first episode, I was like grabbing for more, and they were like, "We have to move on."
1: And I was like, (laughs) "Like, can I get it? A a doggy bag?" (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What are some things that you've actually like picked up from some of the contestants while judging?
2: Oh, that's something I really love about judging. Two things that I love. I love showcasing other talent because I think Mm -hmm. on YouTube, I've been kind of like my talent has been on display, how I decorate, how I like to come up with things. And I like that when you're hosting and judging, you're really spotlighting other talent and other people. I just really enjoyed that. And I didn't realize how much I enjoy that until I shot my first show and I was like, this is so fun because there's <laughs> so many talented bakers out there and I I just love it. My, my second thing that I love is, yeah, I'm always learning new things for them. I feel like I'm always a, what do you call it? A forever learner. Think, I'm just yeah. <laughs> always hungry for more knowledge about baking, about food, really about anything. I never feel complacent, even though I know a lot about food. I know a lot about baking. I always want to learn more because there's just so much to learn. And I love some of the bakers have been surprising me with techniques like I've never seen before. Like one of the contestants, she actually took a little bit of icing and food coloring and lightly kind of painted on top of the cookie before she baked it to create this kind of crackling Mm -hmm. effect and look after they came out of the oven. And I had never seen that technique done before. And that's happened a few times here on the show where they have decoration techniques that I've never seen. And I'm just blown away and I love it. I can't get enough of it.
1: Yeah, I mean they are so talented, and some of these creations they come up with are are wildly realistic. What is the grossest thing that you saw this season?
2: Oh, we had a challenge where I think it was to make a a limb or a detached body part. (laughs) And what's really cool about the a cookie challenge is because cookies bake so quickly in a competition setting, not Mm -hmm. like a cake. Some Cakes take hours to bake. They can take an hour to cool before you can decorate them, but not cookies. Cookies bake quickly, so they have a lot of time to decorate. And these detached limbs... were so detailed in the decoration that they kind of gave me a shiver down my spine. (laughs) And one of them specifically was a foot. I remember this detached foot and it was like a sawed off at the ankle and the bone, you could even remove the bone. It looked like bone marrow and we were were eating out of the bone and it was just like oozing and there was like pus and like, (laughs) I was blown away. I just was truly blown away because it gave me heebie-jeebies in real life. I, but it tasted good. <laughs> I Yeah, my brain and my palate were having two different experiences. My brain was going, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And then my brain was going, and we love how it tastes. So it was just like such a trip. So
1: confusing. <laughs> yes.
2: Very confusing for my body and my senses. But that was the grossest thing was the A severed foot, basically.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, that sounds yum. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What was your your favorite moment from the entire season? Oh, that's so hard. Uh, (laughs) Oh, gosh.
2: That's so hard for me. I have a hard time picking a favorite moment or like a worst moment because yeah, that's okay. You can I just <laughs> have so many good moments. The contestants are so talented; they crack me up. A lot of them are just have these really funny, and in addition to being talented, they're like really funny personalities. And some of the things they say just crack me up, and I. I'm mid-thought and I just start giggling on the show. <laughs> I feel sorry for the editing team. I'll just say, sorry, editors, I love you.
1: Sorry, I giggle so much. I <laughs> I couldn't help it. I think that's totally fine. You are also very big on fashion. You're you're posting your outfits of the days very often. Tell us what your outfit of the day for Halloween, a.k.a. your costume is going to look like this year.
2: Well, which one? Okay, because Halloween in this house is not a one costume event. We go to multiple events. So I have an individual outfit and then I have a couple's outfit with my boyfriend, Mike. And then we do a family unit outfit because... At our house, the neighborhood that I live in goes all out for Halloween. They close down the street. They get permits. They do this huge haunted house. I mean, it is so much fun. And we go as a whole family unit. My mom, my sister, her hubby, the kids. So we usually come up with a group one. And that one's still in development this year. But it's a whole thing here i mean there's costume changes
1: <laughs> there's the mid mid halloween trick-or-treating
2: yes because we do a party the actual day and then the family outing i mean it's a whole thing over here
1: <laughs> all right well it, since some of the costumes maybe are going to be a surprise or still in development what's your favorite or at least uh, you know some of your favorite costumes in the past that you guys have done Oh, my gosh. One
2: year we did the Adams Family where Mike <laughs> was Gomez. I was Morticia. Wow. That was a really fun one. And then one year we were all cats. <laughs> I don't know why. And then I think one year we were Pokemon. Gosh, there's so many good memories here. My favorite is when I dressed up with my dog. I did a whole video of Halloween costumes for you and your pet. Oh. And so I dressed up as Hagrid. And then I got a collar and I glued two French Bulldog stuffed animal heads to it. <laughs> and then blueberry muffins was the third. So it was Hagrid and Fluffy. And then I did ash and then had my dog dress up as Pikachu. I did Shaggy and Scooby, where I was like a female shaggy, and then blue was Scooby Blue. And <laughs> (laughs) And a Legally Blonde, we did Elle Woods and her little dog, Bruiser. Oh, wow. So I made all these really fun costume ideas for you and your pet. This year, we have a Halloween video coming out of costume ideas for you and your sister sibling. Because a year previous, I did a, a costume ideas for you for a sister brother. And then this year, we're doing sister, sister.
1: Love it. Well, we are so excited to see what the final reveal is. And also Woo-hoo! so excited for the finale of Halloween cookie challenge as well. Ah, same. Thank you so much for taking the time. We are going to finish off with a few more questions, just some little fun rapid fire. And then we have one, one final question for you that we ask everybody here on the podcast. All right. So rapid fire round number one, Halloween candy. Those caramel Apple suckers, the green apple suckers that are dipped in caramel. (laughs) I love them. They're really good. (laughs) Love that. That's a perfect one. Recipe you can make with your eyes closed.
2: Oh, there's one. Mike devours these and we have them for Halloween and Christmas. It is my homemade softer gingerbread cookie recipe. I make so many of them. We're even making
1: them at Halloween. (laughs) Song you're most likely to belt out while baking. A lot of Whitney Houston. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Favorite scary movie.
2: Oh, that's so hard. I'm a huge horror fan.
1: Really? So one
2: scary, picking one, I maybe something Wes Craven made, M-
1: maybe Scream. Okay. Or, yeah. I mean, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's so a, hard. There's a lot. Nerdiest thing that you own.
2: Nerdiest thing that I own. Well, I still have the first computer that Mike built for me from scratch. Wow. Mike built his first computer at the age of 10. Uh, he's just a huge tech nerd. He gets all the parts, puts it together. And that was my first rig. And I kept it because it's sentimental. Oh, I love
1: that. Desert Island book. The Hobbit.
2: (laughs) Love that book.
1: Show your binging right now.
2: Ooh, only murders in the building. Ah. Selena Gomez, Steve Martin, Martin Short. Oh, Oh, it's so, and I'm watching the newest season, but I'm not fully up to date, but Meryl Streep's in it. And it's just incredible. I love that show. Best lesson you've learned in your career best lesson I've learned in my career. I think the best lesson I learned in my career is just keep leaning in the direction that interests you. Mm. Like, even if you're doing something else right now, just keep leaning towards what you love in any way that you can. And I really do think you start to attract those things and those things become more part of your life. Mm. I think it starts to happen. I, love I know that. it's kind of nerdy but or no, you know it, corny but it's true for me.
1: No, I think it's true. It's like, you know, it's you're manifesting in in your own way, just kind of leaning towards I like that. Leaning towards it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think there was a book called Lean In. I, yeah, I, just, there was, I don't yeah. have a great memory, but <laughs> I really love that philosophy because for me I jumped into YouTube I dove in head first. And I wish I was in a position where I could have leaned into it, like (laughs) had maybe like a full time job and then started YouTube and slowly started, you know, kind of easing into it. Mm -hmm. Whereas I just jumped in, which (laughs) it worked out. But I, I think for a lot of things, leaning into them over time is not as stressful. Mm -hmm. And I think that you can learn a lot more and not feel as stressed or as panicked about figuring it all right now. Like Mm -hmm. you can just do it gradually over time.
1: I love that. That's great advice for sure. All right. Final question, not rapid fire. You can take as long as you want on this one. What would be on the menu for your perfect food day? So we want you to take us through breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, you can travel, time travel, spend as much money as you want, anybody can cook these meals, you can cook them, whatever you want, it's your day. Just tell us, tell us what it looks like. Time travel? <laughs> yeah, of course. Time travel is on the
2: menu? <laughs> yes, it is. Anything. <laughs> okay, well if time travel is on the menu, I would want to go back in time and have a meal, just eat all day with Julia Child. <laughs>
1: I that is a dream.
2: (laughs) Love her. I just she's an inspiration to me for so many reasons. She's somebody who was in her mid 30s and changed career fields. She's somebody who in her mid 30s was like, I love eating. I want to learn how to make food. Mm -hmm. And she did. And she jumped in feet first, just dove right in there. And she was amazing. She was just fearless. And I loved her because even when she would make mistakes, she just go, oops, and then keep moving, <laughs> keep it moving. Best. That's another great you know, career advice. Even if you goof, keep moving, <laughs> dust it off and learn from it and keep moving. And I just feel like I would love to eat breakfast, lunch and dinner with her. I would love to have a meal that she created. I even traveled to France and I stayed at Julia Child's French Cottage oh my God. in Southern France. It's available now on Airbnb. I think <laughs> you have to book it for a week, but it was incredible. And I made recipes from her cookbook, Mastering the Art of French Making <laughs> Volume 2, that she wrote while she was living in the cottage as an homage to her. And it was just the best week of my life. It was amazing getting to cook in Julia Child's actual kitchen, making her recipes in her kitchen. It was a dream come true. And so if I could go back in time and have a dream meal, it would be to eat with Julia Child, what breakfast, we- lunch, dinner, and
1: wine. Lots of, <laughs> of wine. Course, of
2: course, the wine. Yeah, we would party.
1: What would, she, what would you ask her to make or what would you hope that she was on the menu if, if Julia was uh, cooking a whole day of food for you? Well,
2: I love potatoes. You know, I'm part Irish. I'm Italian and Irish, but I love potatoes. So I would want some panana. Little, that's what I. I'd be like, please, just yum 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 yum.
1: Well, that sounds like a pretty perfect idyllic food day. Is just hanging out with Julia Child all day as she cooks up a lovely storm of food all day long um it sounds like a dream (laughs) yes thank you so much for taking the time to uh tell us about your journey and we cannot wait for the finale (gasps) thanks for having me this was so much fun you can catch the finale of halloween cookie challenge this monday at 10 p.m and catch up on all the seasons episodes streaming now on max Make sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a thing. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review. We love it when you do that. That's all for now. We'll catch you foodies next Friday.